might be better this time. You can't really hear it, though. No. no but I'm, I'm pouring beer all over the table. <laughs> uh, that seems to me like you said it's going to be worse. better this time. And that was uh, how you say asking for it. <laughs> it was not better. Um, so... Julie, an interesting thing just happened to me. What? I went to look up this episode on Amazon in case we needed to refer to it in this, the recording of our podcast, because mm -hmm. I own it on Amazon, despite the fact that I have a star subscription, because uh, we Midwesterners love nothing so much as redundancy. <laughs> uh, and I Googled Outlander on Amazon. And do you know what came up as a suggested search? What? The official Outlander Walkers shortbread. <laughs> There's I, a picture of them on it and everything. I and it's we the crazy that. thing is you can see right in the middle of his kilt. There's one giant cookie. Just one big <laughs> shortbread. Yeah. And it's like, it looks moist, but firm. Mm-hmm. Hard. Sweet. Yes. But a little salty. Yeah. Oh, of course. Just a little. They don't bathe a lot. I'm, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the junk oil. I mean. <laughs> uh, I just can't. First of all, I can't believe that it took cross marketing this long. Like no one was like, you know what? Synergy. No. Until now. It's because they listen to our podcast. Janine has already turned me down. Welcome to Podlander Drumcast and Outlander Podcast. I am Allison. I'm Julie. And that's Janine. Hey. Uh, and we are joined today by Yay. a very special guest. We have been really excited about this one for a while. Say hello to Jen Moniz, everybody. Hi, Mom. Yes. Oh, is she going to listen to this one? Kathleen, she better. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you so much for being a patron um, on this, the first episode you've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, we're really excited to have Jen here. She's been a supporter of the podcast since the beginning. She is also somebody Julie and I know from the Chicago theater world. Uh, may it rest TM. in peace. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, so we're really excited to talk to her and specifically thought she would want to talk about this episode as it is a real winner. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean incredibly depressing, but very well done. Yes, it is. Season one, episode 11. The Devil's Mark. The Devil's Mark. You guys know where this is going, right? You know where it's going. You've known since the very beginning. You've known when she touched a dick rock and went back to Scotland that at some point... She would get a clip piercing. She would, A, get a clip piercing. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to come up with an alternate Devil's Mark. And B, be accused of being a witch. Because you've all been asking, why doesn't everyone think she's a witch? Well... Here you go. <laughs> you know, that's really true. I remember reading the recap. And again, for those just to, so Kathleen, um, <laughs> those just tuning in, uh, I have read, I, Allison, have read all of the books and most of the novellas, mm -hmm. including The Outlandish Companion, Volumes 1 and 2, which includes <laughs> such Trevors as A Floor Plan of Lallybrock. Oh, my God. Uh, Julie has read... None Zip. of that ish. Zero zilch. Jen, why don't you talk to us about your reading habits? Um, I have read books one through three. Mm, right and, in the middle. Yeah, mm -hmm. Well, yes, but it seemed like a good sort of natural stopping place. The third book, which we won't say why. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah. Julie's, that would be spoilers. I'm innocent. Mm -hmm. So naive. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got a... Um, uh, um, 
um, a rich, savory stew of knowledge here. <laughs> I was I was going to say clam jam, and then I realized I think I think I was thinking of clam jam fry, which is a word that I only know because of a monologue about a play about spelling bees. Is that a, re- a word? Clam jam fry. C L A M J A M F R Y. Clam jam that can't fry. Be one word. That is one word. What does it mean? Janine, go ahead and Google clam jam fry for this us. I'm sorry. It probably You're, will. All one word. The worst cookies are going to be in your browser after this. Oh. <laughs> clam, jam. clam jam fry. All one word. Clam jam fry. Definition by. Uh, well, it's chiefly Scottish. Oh, hey, 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 Assholes, crowd, mm, cloud, a, a torch mur- mob. It's a, a, a murder of buttholes. Co- buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> a junk oil of buttholes. Oh, God, they're everywhere. Um, so I don't even know where to start for this one. Let's say this. I know. Uh, how about here's uh, this is a guidepost. We've decided since this is after spreading out a number of episodes, think about the leisurely pace. Of the first five or six. Think about rent. Think about the amount of time we spend walking wool. All of the business about Claire pissing in a bucket. Yep. All that shit. Uh, Think about the nice leisurely pace those episodes take. And then in one episode, basically all of the things happen. Right. (laughs) So we've decided we're going to split this sucker in two. And for this episode, you are getting the witch trial. And for the next episode, you are getting 92 seconds of bean flicking. Mm -hmm. Plus and some very reveal. complicated conversations. Right. But mostly 92 seconds of bean flicking. Which will take at least 20, 30 minutes. To oh, yeah. It'll be the bulk of the episode. Yeah. yeah. We're I mean, going to dissect We that. really have to break that We're going to bust out the junk oil and have a real <laughs> conversation. Um, but for now, let's talk about this witch trial, which uh, it has to be said, first of all, is the single best showcase that we get for Lottie Verbeek in the series. And I think that she's one of the MVPs of the whole show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ladies? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we open with birds doing that thing that I love where they're in a big group and they all seem to move at the same time like a school of fish. And I'm watching that and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm sure that'll come back, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that's, oh, that's got to come back. And it's it does. It's got to be a metaphor. Yeah. It does. It's a total metaphor. And then here we are. Claire and Galus are being led into the courtroom. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. It, and I, I wrote down here, okay, here it is. Literally my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> being put on trial for being a witch? Yes, a witch trial. It's the way, because you can't do, you can't win. There's not, you're, you're fucked from the, the moment you go in there. The only way to get out of it is if you actually are a witch. <laughs> yes. yeah, you know what never mind I it's don't mind catch, it so much it's a catch 22 <laughs> if you were a witch anymore. you could totally escape from you're your right. own witch trial but if you're not delay. you're just screwed uh, here, uh, briefly this is the sound of me pushing I don't know I made a noise guys that's the sound of me pushing up the glasses that I'm not wearing because I didn't like wear this? my glasses today like Julie, that. that's great that's great um uh, you can hear the click of the plastic against your uh, n- nasal cavity. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, not to push on my glasses too much, but uh, there's a great side note in the Harry Potter books where they talk about Harry has to write an essay on why witch burning was a completely ineffective and useless practice by the muggles because mm-hmm. any witch could perform an anti-burning charm or some kind of fr- temporary freezing charm which made it feel like you were being tickled like you were getting a nice warm tickly feeling uh, <laughs> and some witches one in particular enjoyed it so much that they repeatedly got themselves caught just so they could experience it uh that's kinky and then <laughs> get away presumably by like transfiguring themselves into a raven or something or fl- and flying right. in the sky to the next bumpkin village where they proceed to have sex with the Laird's brother and then um, murdered their husband. I feel like so. that last part was not in Harry Potter. No, that part wasn't in Harry Potter. No. I will say that maybe Galus does think, enjoy. Well, and I think maybe her name was Wendell in the Weird. Oh, God. Oh, wow. It is the same. I'm pretty sure her name was Wendell in the Weird. <laughs> I am not sure how I know that. Uh, the same way I know Clam Jam Fry, I think. <laughs> anyway, so it opens on them in the hole. They're being held in the ground. Um, it's very cold and gross. And, um, Gala straight up admits, I poisoned Arthur. And Claire's like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bitch. Tell us something we don't know. Mm -hmm. And she, I can't remember what Gala says, but she's talking about how she's going to get out of it. And Claire's like, don't, don't try. Don't try to talk your way out of it. I know you did it. And. So what was she saying? Something about King Arthur? I have that for something, but I don't know. I think that's later. That might be in mm-hmm. the actual trial. So my notes. I got distracted a lot during this episode because I cried a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting. It was more upsetting this time than the previous some um, five or six times that I watched it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's because I keep introducing people to Outlander. And this is a great episode. Uh, yeah. So eventually I'd be like, oh, no, well, I'll just watch this one. Oh, I'll just watch this one. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Once you get to the witch trial, I have to watch that one with you. Um, oh, it's because one of the guys comes over to throw bread at them or something through the thieves hole. And Claire says something like, you have to let me out. I am Claire Beecham of something, something. And he goes, with well, then I'm King Arthur. Galus says, surely King Arthur was more appealing than that slimy public, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. You know, Galus, I'm glad you keep your spirit up yeah. when you're down in that hole, mm-hmm. but the gravity of the situation does seems... seem to demand a different response. <laughs> it seems that maybe you don't believe what's about to happen to you. Or- well, and we do get there eventually, right? Because that's one of the keys to this episode because we spend so much time in a literal hole in the ground with Galus and Claire. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the keys is Claire, why, like why it is that Claire just doesn't outright just say, you know, no one's fucking coming to rescue you. You know, this all happened on purpose, right? This isn't an accident. Like we're both in here because we're getting fucked mm-hmm. and you're especially getting fucked because you fucked the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, my quest to earn that iTunes explicit rating. Just, just oh, man, we earned that like 30 seconds into the very first episode we ever did. We're never yeah, going back. But you back. know, you get to choose. Do you want a default explicit rating or do you want a mark? And, and I'm like, no, it's always going to be it's, fucking explicit. I, I can't stop myself from F-bombs. I mean, I, I did start with a dick joke, so there's that too. Yeah. Anyway, um, watching Claire's reactions to Galus and Galus's reactions to Claire are the thing that really make this episode work for me. Mm-hmm. And as outside of the um, like horrifying plot, 
um, which to me always makes this particular practice in history feel a little bit more real than things like the crucible because the crucible is such a political parable. And because Mm -hmm. the quote unquote bad guy in the crucible is a woman and the protagonist of the crucible is a fucking man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It just feels this. I don't know. It just always makes it feel real to me. Um, I guess because of time travel. It's, yeah. You know, we tell a lot of jokes about touching those dick rocks, but time travel is a pretty useful storytelling tool sometimes. Yeah. So outside of that, the thing that really makes it work for me is watching Claire and Galus react to each other. These two women who have been sort of squaring off. One seems to sort of have an agenda that the other one probably doesn't have. They both clearly have secrets. They seem to like and admire each other while resenting each other openly at the same time. Um, I was reminded of the, uh, in the, God, is it the previous episode where the fairy hill? Yeah, the, yes. the previous episode mm-hmm. where Galus is trying to slowly talk Claire out of going up to this hill. And Claire's like, <clears> I'm <throat> not going to let a baby die. And Galus is like, fine, do it your fucking self then. Yeah. <clears throat> not case. Hashtag Galus aside. Yeah. Jen and I both yeah, agree. We've, we've yeah. had this discussion. You leave the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a baby crying in the woods. Keep on walking. No good can come from going after that baby. <laughs> so that is right after Galus makes that little joke is when Claire's like, we're fucked. Here's what happened to Dougal. Jamie's gone. Nobody is coming to save us. That's it. And then I believe that's when they come to pull them out. Yeah. And the look on Galas's face when she realizes, oh, I don't have this all figured out. Right. Oh, that, Duncan's not coming. I mean, Duncan won't save me. I don't necessarily believe he's not coming. Well, I mean, his wife's dead. <laughs> Wherever he is. His wife's dead. His mistress is in a hole in the ground. And you know, Dougal, mm, he's like, he's, he's like, like, I mean, the gilf is a gilf. He's like walking around in a cloud. I would G that ill. Yeah. <laughs> he's just walking around in I like a that cloud gilf. of jizz. Like, yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't seem particularly smooth, right? No. Like all of his, Claire, you are the most extraordinary woman. Grind your core. Grind That's your core. No. That's not subtle it's not, at all. No, and it's not, it doesn't make a lady want to drop all 19 of her skirts. <laughs> right? And yet. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm not sure that, that, Dougal is locked up another side piece in the short time. Not quite yet. It's only been one day. It, it'll take him at least well, another three he's gonna hours. Be hung, based on the last episode, he's going to be hung over for at least 48 hours. Oh, gross. And he's not That's a right. young man. No. It takes him a while to recover. So Galus has the realization, oh, I'm fucked. And then they come and drag him out of the hole. And then, they, of course, there's the clam jam fry. Yeah. You're gonna burn witches! And it's a lady. Burn some the witch, Burn, burn the, witches. the witches! And I'm like, Bitch, you're next. Throughout this entire episode, anytime a woman appears that seems to be like, she is a witch and she does this, I'm like, you're next. You're next. And then I cried again. Okay, so they get led into the courtroom. There are three judges. Guess what they are? Yes. Yes, Jimmy. <laughs> said men, in case you couldn't hear yeah. They are all men. That's okay, because I'm going to guess that 99% of our listenership is female, mm-hmm. and you all said men, whether <laughs> you've seen the show or not. I will also accept white men, mm-hmm. dudes, white dudes, white dudes, dicks, old folks. white dicks, old folks, or hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hobbits are fun. 
Yeah. I mean, not if they're putting you on a witch trial. No, fuck that. I'd be like, burn the elf, burn the elf. And they'd be like, no, we're not elves, we're hobbits. And I'd be like, God, I can't push my glasses up about that one, too. I'm not that big fan of Lord of the Rings. I also forgot one little detail. When they're getting dragged in, right before they go into the room with the three dudes, the three asshole judges, the, the pyre is actually, the pyres are actually already being built. Efficiency. Right. If there's like, one thing that Scots love, it's redundancy. <laughs> so they've got... They're, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to be called witches. And why are we even having this trial anyway? It's so that everybody can go home and fuck their wives a little bit harder. I don't know. It seems like to me this is a good opportunity for us all to take a drink. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Uh, and with that, Julie, maybe you want to tell us a little bit about what we're drinking? Ah, uh, yes. Deeply, As always, deeply. we love Empirical Brewery. Thank you, Empirical Brewery, for this week's growler. Once again, we're drinking our favorite, their rye cream ale. It is delicious. Empirical Brewery, exploring the science of beer. Empiricalbrewery.com. Oh, we have coasters. Yeah. We have little coasters now. Mm-hmm. Well, we've always oh, We had. always had the coasters, and I just... God, I'm such a bitch. I, I, think, we just, I think we just get lit a little too. Yeah, maybe we come in already drunk, and this time since we had a visitor, we decided to behave. I think it's more likely that maybe we were all working today. I mean, at least I was working. It's or the fact Christmas that it's retail. 25 degrees below zero outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Something like that. Why? Thank you, Janine. I will have another beer. I'm going to need it because Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, okay. So they go in and there's the assholes. And uh, can we just for a moment of light briefly, because it also seems like a natural place to go before we go and continue to talk about how awful these people are. Mm. Can we just skip just for a moment ahead to the part when the episodes, one of the two knights in shining armor in this episode shows up? It's the next. Is it right now? It happens yeah. right away. Well, let's hit it, Ned fucking Gowan. <laughs> yeah. Because they're about to be tried with no representation. No lawyer, no nothing, oh, right? Yeah, the good old days. Yeah, and who shows up, Janine, but Ned Gowan to offer his services is an incredible lawyer. Hit us with that name again, Janine. Ned Gowan. I think it's Pattinson, Patterson. It's um, Bill Patterson. Bill Patterson. Bill Patterson. Booyah. Bill, handsome but short Patterson. Mm-hmm. Bill wears a wig like nobody's business Patterson. His IMDb photo is him in a lab coat uh, doing uh, this kind of like... Like action. <laughs> awesome. Uh, it is really funny. I like him. So in the book, Jen, did you have a reaction when Ned Gowan showed up? I did not have a reaction when did Ned Gowan showed up. Did you expect it? Up. Was it kind of like, oh. It's not quite as dramatic. It isn't quite as dramatic in the book. And oh. also, I don't think that you're as invested in Ned Gowan in the books. At least oh. I wasn't as I am on the show. Yeah, in the book, my reaction was mostly, oh, thank fucking Christ. Somebody is there for Claire. Mm-hmm. In this, Ned Gowan is cool in the books. He actually gets cooler oh shit i guess that's a spoiler not really look i don't care it's okay. fine all right he gets cooler oh I, i'm not sure the yeah. show will actually do it though so yeah, yeah. We so don't who knows if you'll ever see ned gowan again anyway um I, ned gowan i hope i see you again <laughs> everybody let's go to ned gowan's twitter page this week oh my god let's do it god, th- hey this yeah. would be a really good opportunity to say Thank you to all the fits mobbed. Yes, she was oh, so happy. I got retweeted by her. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, she loved my tweet. The number of you who went and just tweet like fits mobbed, and then the random other Outlander fans who haven't yet caught on to the best podcast about Outlander. Where are out you? There. 
get it together. Who also liked it. It just, it seemed like it organically other people who don't know about the show were like, yeah, oh, she's great. Who doesn't love Mrs. Fitz? Mm-hmm. She's the one really keeping the trains running on time. Right. Yeah. Well, but really, we're not here because we love Mrs. Fitz. We're here because we, we love Annette, Annette Badland. Badland. One. but yeah this week it's going to be bill patterson if if he has a twitter page i don't know he's kind of an old british crusty dude maybe he doesn't what if the hashtag is gowan for it yes (laughs) yes hashtag gowan for it gowan for it maybe this is where it is i was having a hard there's a lot of bill patterson's out there uh bill patterson that's a pretty white name yeah Yeah. (laughs) it is a pretty white name um his website though is wonderful does he have like a comments or a send us a message um, he has ooh, contact. Uh, the only way you can contact him is via his email and this uh form on his email. Oh my god, on please! His website, on his website, pardon me. Okay, what's the website? Well, the website is Bill Patterson, P A T E R S O N dot co dot UK. Bill Patterson with one T dot co dot UK. Go to his contact page and and send him an email saying how much you love Ned Gowan and you love his episodes, particularly the Wedge Trial. And then ju- even though it won't work that way, it you matter. just go ahead and include the hashtag Gowan for it. <laughs> Yes, that's amazing. What can I say? That's amazing. If we do find a Twitter handle for him, we will. But I think he might just be... You can also just tweet your appreciation for him regardless. Tweet it to Outlander Stars. Yeah, They'll retweet it. Outlander Stars will retweet it. Right, and just hashtag Gowan for it. But do keep that hashtag because it's really good. So to answer your question, it's... And Jen, I, I am glad to know this was your response too. And if you have anything to add, please let me know. Seeing him like burst in... Like fucking Clarence Darrow or some yes, shit. Yes, she did do that. Right? He's like Atticus <laughs> Finch. Mm-hmm. He just shows up and makes it clear that he is really not supposed to be there and no one told him to come and he does not have the Laird's blessing. Right. But and keeping in mind that the last time we spent any significant length of time with Ned Gowan, other than when he's trying to get the Duke of Sandringham to help Jamie without fucking him in the butthole. <laughs> Or putting his finger up his butt or whatever right, they or kept whatever. saying. I don't know. Uh, rubbing on some chunk oil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was, uh, you know, this is going to be even better. Never mind. Yeah. It's going to be even better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, was when Claire was like, oh, I understand how all this works. Penny for you. Penny for the Laird. And accusing him of essentially like fake war Stealing money. Right. Mm-hmm. Like of driving up. A fervor to get money so that they could steal from the Laird. And she was wrong, of course, because they were actually political fundraising, whatever. For Bjorn Start. <laughs> you know, we haven't talked about him in a while. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. BPD. BPD. He's yeah, coming. You know me. Back. He'll come back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to say we talk about him enough in season two. So if you're a listener that just started listening to us while we started with season one, just know season two is real heavy on the BPD. Uh, Nicole Gladwin. (laughs) This one's for you. You're going to get a lot of nicknames in season two once you get there. Uh, And it is not our favorite, which we won't tell you, which is the very first one. But uh, it is a good one. Mm -hmm. BPD. Bonnie Prince. Bonnie Prince douche. (laughs) 
Um, anyway, so the last time they really interacted, it was really negative. Mm-hmm. It was like a really, really negative interaction because she wasn't a part of those interactions with Jamie either. And then he shows up like a goddamn hero. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes you just hold out for a hero. Sometimes. You know? You need, you a, need hero. a hero. Yeah. <laughs> you need He's a- got to be strong in the law. He's got to be fast. And he's got to make it till the morning light. Uh, it's got to be fresh gotta, for the fight. Fresh yeah. for the fight. He there is fresh go. for this fight, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's ready. Uh, and for I, a while, it seems like it's going to work. It seems yeah. like mm-hmm. he's going to. He's doing that lawyer trickery. He's oh, a yeah. regular Sam Waterston. <laughs> Was that <laughs> solid? Cut? That works. Is, that a, is there a better one? That fucking works. Is he just doing he's it? a regular Ally McBeal. He's doing, <laughs> he's, doing no. he's doing the Jason Seagal for, uh, from How I Met Your Mother. Just lawyering it. Huh? Uh, uh, I, I, I never did that. Actually, he's more. He's more like. And this is. <laughs> this is kind of a deep cut, so I'll be uh-huh. forgiven if you guys don't get it. But he's a little bit more Denny Crane. Oh, very oh. nice. Remember William Shatner on. Um, That's not a deep oh. cut. Come on, oh, everybody Denny knows Crane. the Shat. God, I love the. I, and you know who's good friends with Shats? Who? Sam Hewen. They hang out. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. And he's a big fan of the show. Yeah. So, hey, what's up, Shats? All right. So, I'm pretty sure, Shats, I'm pretty sure that neither the Shats nor the stars listen to the show. Yeah. But I'm going to take this opportunity to say, well, I think we should draw more attention to Outlander. We should get more people watching it. The way to do that is not to give William Shatner a cameo. cameo. Please don't give William oh, Shatner a goddamn but cameo. No, please do. No! Please no! do. No, it would be oh, so distracting. Oh, but I love him so much. Yes, but like, then have him do all of the behind the scenes interviews. Like, have him he, do. He really likes doing documentary shit like that. Right? Like, <laughs> like the fucking if, Talking Dead. Well, what if he is like, what if they bring him in to play? Play like a boot black or somewhere that has like two lines and then he's gone. That's distracting. That's, oh come on! That's like that's like seeing uh uh oh god Marvel. What's the goddamn author's name? Stanley. Stanley and all the fucking oh, like you look Janine, for that moment. And you're you just and like, I are maybe the only people on the planet that hate the Stanley cameos. Oh no, you're not. <laughs> Ooh, that was stone cold. <laughs> she was ready. No, you're not. She was ready. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, no, no William Shatner. So Denny, so Ned Gowan, hashtag Gowan for it, like Denny Crane, flies into the courtroom, this this um, kangaroo court, if you will, because that's how I feel about it, and so should everybody else. And then he starts doing the thing where people get up to give their testimony about, oh, I saw her take a shit behind a tree, and the shit was green, so she's obviously a witch shit. And him being like... But when you take a shit, isn't it also green? Like <laughs> that kind of lawyer stuff? Or aren't you just mad that she's hotter than you are? Or <laughs> all, all that stuff, like turning their testimony on their heads and making them look bad. And then all of a sudden, everyone in the crowd is a little bit like, huh. But with a wink and a smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like no, Harry Connick Jr. He's enjoying it. He is on stage and he's eating it up. He's kindly. He's a kindly lawyer. Mm-hmm. All that, that education. And Edinburgh, Edinburgh is really paying off. Uh, oh, yeah, God, actually, my just... note was Ned Gowan exclamation point. Thank God, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want fair listeners. I want you to know we ended up last week. The weather fucking kicked us in the nuts. We didn't even have our junk oil. Mm-mm. It kicked us right in the nuts, and we. <laughs> 
Uh, I had to cancel because we just couldn't fuck. Jen and Julie and I all happened to live like two blocks from each other. That's not an exaggeration. And we couldn't fucking get out of the neighborhood. We couldn't get out of the neighborhood. Poor Janine was here ready. He had chili. He was ready to welcome us. I had I had the two growlers. I was sitting here going, hey, it's snowing. Someone, someone saved me and hang out with me. I'm lonely. And then he saw us on Facebook at the bar next to our house. <laughs> We we also happen to live two blocks from a bar where I get a discount. So, um, cheers, thanks, Janine. We love you, Janine. <laughs> so, uh, point being that the day that we were supposed to record it, Julie rewatched the episode and showed up. Julie and Jen both showed up at my um, side gig uh, to walk over to this bar together since we couldn't record the show. Record the show, and Julie was like, "My eyes hurt." <laughs> oh no, Allison's like. Did you put on makeup? Do you have an eyeliner? And I was like, yes, but it's really just camouflage to hide my cry balls because I've basically been crying all day. Yeah. Cry balls. Cry balls. Cry balls. Man, if you cry really hard and you wake up the next morning, they're all puffy and it's a little bit red on the top there. That's cry balls. Cry balls. Mm -hmm. If you're like me and uh, fucking so Irish it hurts. Uh, you get cry balls if um, you accidentally poke yourself in the eye with an eyeliner. Oh, no. You get cry balls if you see one long distance commercial in November. Like, <laughs> you, you get cry balls basically immediately. The one with the gum commercial where the kid, the little girl saves all the little paper cranes that her dad folded out of gum wrappers. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Cry balls. Cry balls. Uh, you know what? You know what made me tear up this week? The commercial where the the suave old dude. Jen's got a little cry balls literally right now. You got a little. You got a little moist. One uh-huh. eye is a little moist. <laughs> no. Because I'm one of those laugh to like cry people. So I'm trying not to laugh too hard. And then that's good. Good. That makes me feel good. So the commercial that made me cry this week was the old guy in the Speedo who takes his cell phone and plays some like rowdy piece of classical music and puts it down in a little puddle on a table by the pool and walks up the diving board and hands a little girl his sunglasses and then performs this beautiful dive. It's a joke commercial and it made me cry this week. (laughs) I think we're all crying all the time. Oh, but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Ned Gowan. Ned so, Gowan. the first person to give their testimony is Jeannie, who is actually Galus's housekeeper, and so she's got all the hot shiz on Galus, and you is know, like, laying it out, and I'm like, Jeannie, you're next. I will say this. No, well, Ned Gowan just destroys her yeah. immediately, like, yeah. without yeah. any effort at all. Yeah. I will say, that is a good reason to remember that no matter how rich your fucking fat farting husband is, you should always be nice to the people who work for you. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Because you never know when you're going to be brought up on witchcraft charges and they're going to come out and say some bullshit that all the idiots believe. And then all of a sudden you're on fire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. But then Jen is right. Ned Gowan just lays waste to Jeannie. She's out. And then he hits a little bell and goes, ding, next. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because she she had tried to get a job at Castle Leoc and had been turned down. And he's like, I seem to see that you had tried to get a job at Castle Leoc and got turned down. And so you are now mad at the the client Mackenzie's and maybe you're trying to take this out on Claire too. I don't know. Whatever. It's some bullshit excuse. Yeah, actually, because she wanted to quit her job. Mm hmm. And then also tried to get a job at a place she couldn't. Right. So mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. That's, by the way, defaming a witness, which is something that in most circumstances we would frown upon. Not now. Not here. Nope. Pardon me. 
And then who's the next one? Oh, Rabita Donaldson. She's the one with the weakling baby in the yeah, tree. Yeah, you know, I can't hate on that lady. She's um been been made stupid by grief. <laughs> Which just doesn't sound haven't, kind. Haven't we but all. I swear to God it is. People so, get made stupid by all kinds of things. She's really sad because it was her baby in the tree. Now see if if Claire had just done what Jen and I would have done. Just leave the baby. Which is just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been one less witness at our witch trial. Yeah. Yeah. You'll notice- In fact, that's how I'm going to live the rest of my life. One less witness at my witch trial. <laughs> that's a tattoo. Yeah, just saying. Anytime <laughs> the, the opportunity arises for me to ignore something that I don't need to be messing with or to be kind to somebody, there it is. Because in my mind, I'll think there's one less, one less witness at my witch trial. Mm-hmm. I think you guys should that's all think about right. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's living uh, right. Like, that'll bring kindness back. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I'm just going to fucking burn. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I Yesterday on, on Twitter, I tried to convince a guy who is a giant Wonder Woman fan that being pissed because Wonder Woman is bisexual is bad. I, I caught that. Like the I tried really hard. I'm trying really hard when people are fans of the arts and they're being intolerant to say like, have you considered this thing? (laughs) And I just shouldn't because then it became, eventually I was like, maybe perhaps don't. And the whole thing, this, oh God, I don't want to get into the whole whatever, but Gail Simone, who is a comic book uh, writer, like an extremely accomplished comic book writer, um, who wrote for Wonder Woman for a long time and has done Batgirl and um, was one of the people who really helped shape Deadpool. And then she eventually got mansplained what Deadpool was in line to see the movie. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she and she's great on Twitter. Um, There's very one more person fun. to testify me against me in my witch trials, whoever that person is. So Gail Simone is the best. Mm-hmm. Um and somebody was up in her shit saying they didn't understand why one person had ruined Wonder Woman for everyone by deciding she was bisexual. Um, and I just stuck my head in there and I shouldn't have. And eventually we got to the point where I was like, listen, if you're upset that little girls are being inspired to not kill themselves because there's a fictional character who's not straight, maybe think why you're mad that little girls don't want to kill themselves like maybe and he was like i'm sorry i said anything like no it's not that you said something because you it's more that you think something so just like maybe think about that especially given what a fan you are of comic books the number of queer artists and writers who work in comic books and i said yeah but not all of the artists and writers. And then I was out. I was like, nope, I'm done. What? I'm done. How is that even a comp? There is absolutely no way to guarantee that you're only consuming art created by straight people. And in fact, if you are, you're... That's some lame-ass art. First of all, first of all, you are wrong because you just are. Like, especially comics, like a letterer or somebody is fucking queer. You know, like somebody is not a cisgendered straight person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and second, God, you're missing out on so much. Mm-hmm. And not just RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, but that's enough. Dude, but that's real high on the list. Literally, that can just be the one thing you sell. <laughs> right? See, like, yeah. If you're gonna not, if you're really going to ignore all, all things that are not straight, then you're fucking yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> you're missing out on RuPaul's Drag Race and Project Runway. 
Ugh. All of the cooking shows. Yes, all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say this is from a long time ago, but Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I love that yeah. show. That was a good a- show. An excellent show. Yes, I but so, a lot. But so that guy, Novelist? witness number three Novelist? at your witch trail. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. I mean, yeah. I'm fucked. I'm totally fucked. <laughs> That's why you're going to vote. see the... I once got oh, everyone... a member of the Artsy Vagina Club for saying that an episode of Sherlock that was trying to be feminist was actually sexist. The Artsy Vagina Club, which is where the AV Club is. The AV Club covers fucking professional wrestling. <laughs> Is artsy vagina like vajazzled or like what's? Oh, I think it means. Oh, yeah, that's real. I I think it it. means that I'm a delicate snowflake who has a period. Oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Although I don't anymore. Thank you, IUD, that I got before the the impending Trump presidency. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's great. All right. So she says, my baby fairy, the fairy didn't come get my baby. And then I saw this woman holding it and it was dead. So it's very obviously her fault. She's a witch. Is this the first time that Claire opens her big fucking mouth? Yes, it is. The horrible Mm -hmm. time travel. She's such a bad time travel. She really is just the worst. Yeah. And then uh, I'm like, hey, Rabita Donaldson, you're next. (laughs) And then this one, Ned, is like way more sensitive. Yeah. And way more kind because he very clearly understands that this is a woman who cannot read, probably doesn't understand a lot about life or science or anything. It's like that point that Jamie makes in the previous episode where he says most of these people have never been further than 10 miles from this exact spot. Right. And how does he talk her down off of it? I can't remember. The, The mother? Yeah. Um, well, he says, why didn't you stop her from touching the child? Ooh, if you knew touching right. the child was going to mean that's that right. the child was going to be doomed, why didn't you stop her? You were too scared. You poor thing. You were so scared. That's right. He starts out kind and yeah. then kind of stabs her in the gut. Yeah. That's right. He it's does. so lawyerly. It's amazing. Going for it. Yeah. Hashtag going for it with yeah. a knife to the stomach is kind of what that one was. That's yeah. right. You feel you almost feel bad for her. Oh, yeah. let's say like a like a knife to the boob. A knife to the boob. She just had a baby. You're let's right. Let's that protect part of that body part. Alone. So, so the knife to the boob is nicer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, can I go? Can I go dark for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a second. It's not like yeah. she's breastfeeding. Oh. Well done. <clears throat> I want it to know I'm holding my own tits when I say this. <laughs> All right, so witness number two dispatched with by the fine Ned Gowan. Indeed. And what was it? How how does Claire does Claire say you don't believe in fairies? Well, like, what does she say that's so dumb? No, no, it's just her being like, no, I was just trying to help it. I was just trying, as opposed to just keeping her fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Mm Talking at this point, and you know what? Not she doesn't have a fucking excuse because she was alive in the goddamn twentieth century when she understood how media works, right? Like how right. public opinion works. Mm-hmm. She uh, she would understand not in the way that we did post, say, like Kennedy, mm-hmm. but she would understand that public opinion is shaped by the shit you say <laughs> most of the time not by the shit you don't say right right like if you keep your mouth shut you personally are likely to better be better off the world however will go down a fucking dumpster fire yeah. <laughs> but you personally are likely to be better off if, if you, you yeah. talk less and smile more uh, music uh, uh, number one Nailed it! Uh, yeah. Hamilton reference. more beer? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay so Janine's going to grab our second growler. Is this one of the Comet Smash that's this coming up? We're gonna need, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Looks yeah, like I, a, stuff going on. Yeah. I picked the wrong week to stop uh, sniffing glue. Actually, can I grab the not the Comet Smash, but one of you guys other stuff? Yeah. yeah, but just grab an opener. 
All right. So we're. That, uh, by the way, is Samuel Smith's winter warmer and two cans of whatever Jen brought. Oh, four cans. Four actually. cans oh, of. Sweet. Yeah. We, whatever. Guys, we came prepared. This yeah. shit does not fuck around. It's, no. Yeah. So then they take a little recess from the court. <laughs> and Ned takes uh, Galus and Claire to the back room and is like, stop talking. Do not talk anymore. No matter what you say, they will use it against you. You need to stop talking and let me do my job. Let me gowan for it. And and it should be clear, he, while he says this to both of them, Galus has been keeping her mouth shut. Yeah, Galus hasn't said shit. Galus has been given a lot of side eye, but Galus has kept it together. Right. Perhaps because Galus comes from a slightly different time yeah, where well, she's familiar with Dragnet. <laughs> Right, Dragnet would have been on in 1968. Yeah, I believe so. We would have gotten to cop shows by 1968. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I mean that that period, she would have. It would have just been after, like, I mean, even though she was in Scotland, the the like House and American Activities Committee and other things like that happening in the states. So the modern day witch trials were happening, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she would know. The best thing you can do is keep your goddamn mouth shut. Shut your trap. Like when there, it's one thing if. There's no one to speak up for you, and you are the only person that can defend yourself. But when a tiny, magical, bewigged human comes a creeping into the courtroom to save your ass, except you shut your mouth, yeah, and let him do his and, job. And you know what? I don't ever say, "Hey, woman, who shut wants up. to speak her mind, shut your mouth." <laughs> I don't ever say that. But when you're a goddamn time traveler, and you're on, I say, "You you're keep your clap, you keep your clam jam fried." <laughs> Clam jump right. That actually that worked for me. Yeah, thank Clam you. Thanks, guys. Playing with language. Uh, then another guy stands up, and he, this asshole is talking about how he saw her like create lightning or some shit. And he saw and Goody Proctor yeah, speaking with the devil. Exactly, something okay. like that. And I'm like, I was like, this weather guy, asshole, whatever. I love that Ned doesn't even try to shut that one down. He kind of just looks around the room like, do you believe this asshole? And that's like, this, this asshole. This fucking guy. Okay, whatever. He basically says, <clears throat> S-R-S-L-Y. S-R-S-L-Y. S-R-S-L. Now, hold on. S-R-S-L-Y. So... Then um, that's the end of the day, and they're ready to burn him. But Ned's like, "We need, we need more time. I need to work on my case or something." And so they go back, and Ned gives him a little bottle of eau de vie to take with him into the hole to stay warm. And then he uh, just Claire, like a good lawyer should. Thanks. Smuggling contraband in. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have to jam it up his butthole. No, yeah. he didn't. Thank he God. did not have to Maria full of grace any of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do find out that Colum did not send him. And that, in fact, Colum might have had something to do with them being on trial. Which, duh. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, when Dougal is like, hey, by the way, that woman, I knocked her up and she is obviously trouble. But let's go ahead and bring her into the family and make shit really complicated. Mm-hmm. Colum, being Colum, was like, nah. <laughs> I think I'm going to send you the fuck away while you sleep off your fucking crazy. Over your dead wife that you didn't ever see or care about. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to send some people to take care of this witch problem. And, oh, Claire's there. Whoops. Get her in there, too. I'm tired Whoops. of her. No, I think, because I think in, uh, whatever, spoiler section, this doesn't matter so much. I think in season two we learned that that was 
mostly a whoops, but that once it happened, he didn't give enough of a damn to do anything about it. Because then he gets the positive bonus of then maybe Jamie can actually be the Laird bloody blah Right. Oh, yeah. because he is yeah. no longer married to a British wench. And Colm is anti-Dougal. Yeah. Whereas Dougal is weirdly pro-anti-Colm. Mm, right? He loves him, but he's just, we- they're weird. Siblings are complicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. But you know, the one relationship doesn't seem so complicated. Oh. Colm to Dougal seems like... You're my brother, but Jesus fucking What Christ. an idiot. Whereas Dougal seems mostly like, cry, cry, cry. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. Yeah, it's older brother, younger brother. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think Dougal could probably have really benefited from an antidepressant. Oh, for sure. Maybe more than anybody else on the show. Yeah? No? He's sure. From what, or guys, even- from what you guys describe him as, he sounds uh, a bit up and down. Yeah. Oh, for manic. sure. A little manic, maybe. Yeah, yep. something. Yep. So Bill Patterson, I'm sorry, Ned Gowan, tries to calm them down, and he's like, this is bad news. Um, one of you is going to have to take it. One of you is going to... Oh, no, um, he, does he do not, that the that's next not, day? Yeah, it's the next day, because first they spend the night drinking in the hole. Right, that's right, because this is when Galus finally realizes... This is real. She's like, they mean yeah. to kill us. Oh, what was your fucking clue? The pyres they were building or what? Like, how? why did this take you so long? <laughs> yeah. God, I love this scene. Mm-hmm. And they are so fucking good. This is people ignore Outlander. Although, hey, cheers. Not the Golden Globes, which nominated Ketchum and a Bumpkin yeah. for Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Drama Series. Excellent. Well uh, that's the only one. They really oh, missed the boat on the old Tobias Mosmanis. Who is it in the Underworld movie, by the way? Have you seen the ads for this? The Kate no. Beckinsale vampire movie part 97? I oh, my have, God. Tobias Mosmanis. It's not 97. It's, it's five. And I love that series. Don't take it away from me. Great. I won't take it away from you, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in it. And he's, you know what he's doing? The jaw thing. Jaw, jacting. God damn his jaw. Yeah, jacting. <laughs> Nobody jacks like he does. <laughs> Especially when he's got junk oil. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Uh, So this is the great scene between Claire and Galus, their last night together in the thieves hole, where they're both obviously very demoralized now and realize that they're going to die. And it's just them talking to each other. And how do they get to the quote? How does that happen? Um, uh, First, Claire... um gets it out of Galus that the reason that she has all this money stashed aside because she's a Jacobite. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. And that, that, that fr- so Galus is, oh, you're a fucking Jacobite. <laughs> I believe so. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Galus, um, basically says, you know, I, I will die knowing that I did something. And that's when the Nathan Hale comes out. I only regret that I have, but one life to live for my country, to give for my country. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the quote? That's what Claire says. Yeah. Claire and says it. Galus gives her the best look. It's the most, best. Oh, it's maybe my favorite moment in the entire series. It's yeah. so perfect because it is, it's very clear that it stops her, but it's also, she's so good at hiding things that, it's almost impossible to read, but you can tell it affects her like really strongly. And then she says, well put. It's yeah. just 
Uh, I, yeah. he, the, I'm having this odd experience because even though I know Janine knows like the end point here, mm-hmm. this being one of the epi- episodes that Janine hasn't seen, I sort of don't want to spoil the wonderful thing that's coming. Right. <laughs> so, and by wonderful, I mean like horrifying, but also amazing. Jesus. Like yeah. it's, it's like a fucking beautiful piece of writing. It was, I was it's screaming beautiful the first time on the I book. watched it. It's beautiful on the show. It's like a transcendent moment of drama. It's, it's exquisite. Yeah. But that moment, that little tiny moment where you see her go, wow mm-hmm. okay well put oh, <laughs> it's so it's just got Lottie Verbeek again all of you who got Agent oh. Carter canceled can kiss <laughs> my fucking ass also I'm sorry it was nicely put nicely put but anyway it's great <laughs> also don't don't they tell some jokes about eating rats or getting bit by rats or she something? says they, they start like yeah, you there's know, a bit of drunk talk in there yeah, yeah they get some drunk chatting and some like bonding talk and Galus tells Claire that she's been talking in her sleep about Jamie. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah. And then... I'd be uh, talking to basically everything about Jamie. They're, they were talking about their boys. Dougal and... Right. Uh, the know. politics My made us a match. Oh, God, they're gross. And then uh, some starlings fly over the thieves' hole in, in that weird formation. And she says something about uh, the... Uh, murmuration which is the word for that thing where they swarm like at the very beginning and I'm like oh they do that to protect each other hmm Hmm. interesting did we already get to if you actually are a witch now I think it's the next morning Okay. I think the next Let's morning, when they, yeah, right before it's they one of them out. My, it's one of my best um, cry chuckles in all of art. Uh, so in the morning, they wake up. The guys come to get them. King Arthur and his fucktards come to get them, and then uh, they're pulling him out of the hole. They they have one moment where they both look at each other, and Claire touches Galus's pregnant belly, and they kiss hands or something and hold each other because it's like here we get, we're going to die now. Let's go, and they get pulled out of the hole. Um, the, they go past the pyres and they've finished building the pyres and they're looking nice and burny <laughs> uh-huh. as they go past them. Um, and then who do we see? Allison, who do we see? That's our favorite. Oh, is it? Uh, um, what's her fuck with the gopher face mm-hmm. and the shitty shit Blair Witch doing fuck stuff and the, and the hair that obviously required a curling iron. Mm-hmm. Terribly. Yeah, <laughs> is it what's it? No, I'm teasing it out. Teasing it out. <laughs> is it is it lady fuck with a? I'm gonna wear a corset under my cape and nothing else. I'm gonna praise virginity above all other things. I'm gonna put a Blair Witch doll under your bed just for giggles. But I'm also gonna sell you down the river. And then eventually, I'm gonna say, "And your love," Ugh, and make everybody later. Yell. Oh. Is it Leary? Julie? Is it Leary? Yes, it's Leary. There she is, kind of grinning next to those Bernie pyres. And I'm like, Leary, you're next. You're next. <laughs> so Claire sees her and is just like, oh, balls. Like she knows. She knows that that's why they're here. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Leary comes up to give her testimony. And she does the whole thing about Jamie was meant for me and he had my heart and something, something, something. And then he boned this woman who's obviously superior in the sack to me uh-huh. who never look at me again. <laughs> She's obviously a witch if she could take him away from me or some and shit. And then she gives the one fucking piece of evidence that Ned Gowan can't do a goddamn thing about, which is she says, 
that she gave her a love potion. Right. Which is fucking true. It is. Because you remember that like act of kindness. She gives her some shit. I think it was horse shit. Yeah. And says, click your heels together three times and say, there's no place like love. There's no place like love. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's one of those "Mm, 20th century. It's one of those moments. Mm -hmm. It was literal horse shit. Yeah. In the jar. Yeah. Remember? Only it's, it's fucking true. That really happened. Right. But. And Ned Gowan can't. He can't shine that horse turd. No. No, but he might have, except for the fact that that is another moment where Claire shouts out that I was just trying to help you. I didn't make Claire actually verbally argues with Leary and Ned is just like, bitch. (laughs) I told you to shut up. I gave you booze. What else does it take? It's like, it's... mm, mm. Every person learns. And it has nothing to do with gender. When to just stop talking. And I say that knowing full well that I have never learned that. I don't know that. But it's other fun. people know it. Yeah, Ju- this is why Julie and I, once every two and a half years, get shit canned in a bar and get into a shouting match that turns into a crying match. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 100% that's true. real. That's real. But oh, it's, it's been a while. We're overdue. It has been. But it's also one of the things that I really enjoy about Claire is every time she just can't keep her mouth shut. I'm like, yeah, honey, I I know. I understand. I know why. I know why, because I would have a very hard time. Yeah. And then the weirdo judge butthole says something and I wrote down, hey, Wapner, fuck off. (laughs) And then in comes father asshole. And this is really, this is like, this isn't in the book. God, this was an it's incredible not, scene. No, no, I don't think so. It's like, it's a fucking goddamn masterwork of theater. That He comes in. Father Bane, Father for those of us following along. Bane, and he doesn't have the shit over his face. A different kind of Bane. Yeah, look this man up. But Sorry. when you see him, when you see <laughs> him, when you see him, he is going to look like exactly what you're thinking about right now. Yeah, like a really angry, full-size adult baby. <laughs> like a horrible, <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so. He is the priest in that town. Get this grand tour off my. Computer. So, uh, Timmy Tim uh, Tim McHenry is the name. McHenry McHenry Tim McHenry Tim McHenry. Oh, Uh oh. No, no. Oh no. Okay, okay, okay. 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 <laughs> so, Sorry, don't let me Father Bean, he comes in, and it really seems like he's there to do the fucking moral Christian thing and say, I was wrong and this woman was right. She saved this kid's life when I couldn't. And I, it was a profound moral failing on my part. Only he fucking knows that if he's like, no, I'm wrong and the witch is right, they're going to take that as proof that the woman is a fucking witch. He knows. You can see it. God, it's a great piece of acting. And also, it's not in the books. That he's going to he's gonna leave town and leave the priesthood oh, or yeah. whatever. And oh, so everybody God. obviously thinks that no, she's the it's, devil now. It's a monologue that t- takes like three turns. He comes yeah. in all angry. She's the whore of Babylon, and then suddenly it takes this despondent turn, and then he has this like just barely a wink in the corner of his eye as he does that fight as the, oh, the he crowd turns around yeah. towards the crowd. Oh, and you're just like, well, he is that's it. That actor and that character are hashtag Gowan for it. Yes, <laughs> indeed, they yes. are really Gowan they really for did. it. Uh, so at that point, it's just like, well, shrug. 
We're yeah. done. Yeah, That's I it. mean, we're dead. Really, we're you, dead. you turned a man, you turned a clergyman against God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, he did say wicked allurement, though. I did enjoy that phrase. That's lovely. Let's go with her wicked allurement. That's when the clam jam gets especially fried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit of a, you know, um, dear listeners, you know, in the best movie musical of the last 50 years, Beauty and the Beast, the mm-hmm. Disney animated classic. Yes. When. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited about it. It comes up. It comes out the month of my birthday, and I don't like my birthday, and it's two weeks after, and that's how excited you I am about it. Is that I'm like, oh, that comes out two weeks after my birthday. I don't care about. It's like it's a present for me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm very excited. Hermione. Hermione goes to Disney. I can't wait. Anyway, in the live action animated classic, no, in the animated class, Beauty and the Beast, when Gaston gets denied again and figures out that he was wrong and there really is a beast and bell is there and there really is a beast he turns it into a fucking mob in two seconds the clam oh, jam fry yeah the clam fry it's time to take some action boys it's time to follow no no memory of this no, no i completely remember i just wasn't gonna stop you i totally remember it they literally have pitchforks and flaming torches um it's like you carry those with you when you're wandering the country so yeah i guess you just do you just have it well you got to be ready my favorite lyric in this is he's a beast he's got fangs razor sharp ones Massive paws, killer claws. Hear him roar, and then something you don't remember. Hear him roar, see him foam, but we're not going home till he's dead. Mm. Good and dead. Good and dead. Kill the witch from the future. Yes. (laughs) I wrote down the note. Oh, I see. A man of God has to leave because the handmaid of Satan showed up. Mm-hmm. So that's what everybody thinks, right? Yep. Yeah, so and then they, then they go in the back room, Ned Gowan. Yeah, Ned, I don't know how he manages to get them to give him a recess, but he does. He's like, I must speak with well, my clients. Well, it's because he's a white straight man. That's <laughs> yes, how. you're right, you're right. Okay, everybody listens to them. Yeah, yeah. I know. How yeah. does that work? Yeah, what's it like? Janine, what's it like? Uh, oh, no. I'm not speaking for white men. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, also, fair listeners, just so you know, Janine has an excellent winter beard going right now. <laughs> it's, oh, that reminds me, we were discussing this last night. Fans, listeners, where is the image or GIF of Chris Hemsworth's body with Janine's face on it? Please do this. Please, just for Chris. All I want for Christmas is that GIF to use in the appropriate moment. Pretty much once a week. Yeah, it's pretty much whenever <laughs> I want to make Janine laugh. I, I just encourage you to hashtag gal for it. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love how this post will go to where it's gal, hashtag gal for it with my silly salt and pepper beard <laughs> face on Sam Gowan's, or uh, sorry, Bill uh, Patterson's pod. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. All right, so... And if you make it 92 seconds long, that it'll be appropriate in the next episode, too. We'll get there. We'll get there. So uh, they go in the back room. Everybody is very distraught because it's like, wow, that was some star testimony on Father Asshole's part. And Ned Gowan's like, well, all we can do is save one of you. 
I, I hate to break it to you, but you're both fucked. So the only way to do this is if you give them some blood, basically. Like, they need to kill somebody. So who are they going to kill? Decide. You And, and he basically lays out, like, uh, I mean, they're going to, they would rather kill Galas, but at least Galas could keep her goddamn mouth shut. So, like, <laughs> so let's figure this out. And Claire and Galas both kind of say, we need a fucking minute. Give us a minute. And he does. Mm-hmm. And then we get to maybe the best scene in the series. I agree. Definitely one of the best pieces of acting by Lottie yes. Vabique with the And 100% mm. in my opinion, the most memorable scene that does not involve fucking. Yes, coming up. Or that scene itself or in a moment. If we think of them as a unit. As together. Okay. Yes. Cuz the other one is like they're both so good, but the I mean, other one is but so if I, dramatic. If you force me to choose, I would choose this one. Mm-hmm. It's a great sequence. Because of the acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. I just, ladies, I just feel in my heart that we can't actually proceed unless Janine has seen this scene. That's true. Um, I just, Wait, Janine I just, hasn't seen this scene? No. no. Oh, I just yeah. think, like, I just think that maybe we need to play yakety sex for a minute and have Janine see the scene. This okay. We're doing this two parter. I really apologize. Next week the episode will be shorter. <laughs> this one will be longer because of the two halves, this is the have that has fucked with us the most. This is the have about a witch. And that trial. would be true even if we weren't on the cusp of a Donald Trump presidency. This that would be true but even we if are. we weren't all fucked and staring at our own pyres. Even yeah, even if we weren't mentally calculating all the witnesses at our own individual witch trials and going, <laughs> yes. God damn. Oh, crying again. I got verified on Twitter this week and that probably means that I'm further up in line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're first. There's no question. You're yeah. first. Oh, I'm not first. Come on. Uh, no, group. I just meant of the three of us. Yeah, uh, out of yeah. this group. Of this group, I'm first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm well behind, you know, well, Hillary. Yeah. Oh. She's first. Oh. <laughs> All right. But okay, hold on. Okay, hold no, on. No, 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 you know, she probably would gladly be first. <laughs> we're going to take a break you and we're going to watch that scene. <laughs> Wait, okay. hold on. May I close with yes. that thought and this quote? I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Now Yakety Sex and then me. Yes. Okay. Okay. Holy fuck. Holy (laughs) fuck. So Janine, how'd you feel about that? All sorts of confused, holy fuckness. Okay. Like, Jesus. Like, like, okay, yeah. So, like, you see the fact that, like, you're fucked. You, you are just fucked if you get accused of being a witch. Just fucking fucked. And then, fucking Bayless. Fucking champion of the fucking planet. And then to watch her, like, go, I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Tear her fucking clothes off. Jesus, like just to get, just so Claire and Jamie can get away. Yeah, just to get them away. Holy yeah. fuck! Mm-hmm. God yeah. damn! I just want to die. Uh huh. Like it just. God damn! It would be less awful if I didn't feel like we regularly crucified women in the world. 
for being anything other than invisible. Not to, you know, politicize, not to go full SJW. Oh my God. Shh. But. Who made that up? It is very upsetting. Mm -hmm. And Liverbeak is a really good actress. (laughs) Catherine (laughs) Savannah does a great job. Really one Ned Gowan mm-hmm. fucking busting in and out. Mm-hmm. So what he watched was the entire sequence where uh Galus tries to tell Claire that she is from the future. We went from basically Ned saying one of you has to die and it should really be you, Galus, because you're a fucking witch. Because everybody already <laughs> thinks you are one. So, so that's an easier sell. I can sell yeah, that. I mean, I can totally see you. Uh, you practice Galus, your murky arts, murky arts. Yeah. To Galus being carried out, screaming about carrying the child of Satan. In that's her tiny red shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh God, those red shoes. Mm-hmm. So, which they kept in the costume room for so long. What are the until things? they magically fit her? I just <laughs> love her. What are the things we learned? Well, first of all, we learned that Galus thought that Claire was there for a reason. But she wasn't. If I had to pick one line in the entire show that was the best delivered line of them all, it would be that first, why are you here? Mm -hmm. I just... So she thought Claire was there (sighs) for a purpose. Claire obviously was not. Um, This freaked her out. She had to accept the fact that it had all meant nothing. Everything that she had tried to do for the Jacobite cause. Uh, Spoiler alert. Not really spoiler alert. I don't know. Nah, not at this point. Everything she had tried to do didn't mean shit. And here she was. And Claire, uh, Ned comes back in and is like, what are you going to do? And Lottie Verbeek pushes past him like, I guess I'm going to a fucking barbecue. <laughs> Which, you know what? I've seen this episode so many times and it didn't actually occur to me that no one on the show says fucking except for Claire. Except for the one time that Jamie says, what, what as, as fucking? fucking? <laughs> Not just fucking, but fucking barbecue. Also, barbecue, yeah, barbecue. is like yeah. something that probably in Scotland they would have can you, absolutely yeah. no idea. Uh, Janine, can you go to Edema? com and look up barbecue, please. I can tell you part of it. I think Hit it's me. from the American West Indies. Uh, I think it's uh, a Latin root, uh, barbacoa. Uh-huh. Hashtag no, that spoiler right. section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, does that? Oh, wow. I just learned something that I I stumbled upon that on accident. But I Sorry, guess bro. our mm-hmm. Outlander universe is headed to slavery. What is going on here? Sorry. I'm trying to no. look it up. Uh, barbecue at a moment. Barbecue. Uh, but anyway, so Lottie, uh, sorry, Galus, Lottie Verbeek, bless her. Galus says. Robbed that. of an Emmy. Robbed of an yeah, Emmy. Yeah, bullshit. So. I just so, like, real tiny, real brief soapbox. I know this is our long episode, but Jesus Christ, some of you out there someday are going to have an opportunity to vote for shit or to, like, be a Nielsen <laughs> family or something. And just please remember that everybody fucking ignores anything that's genre. Like, mm-hmm. we just, like, Star Wars was nominated for Best Picture of the Year that it premiered, and Lord of the Rings got some. Not, some attention and that is about it so please for the love of god anytime you have an opportunity to be like let's reward this thing this like romance or time travel or space or comic books or whatever the fuck any of it just aliens please if it's good 
and it's one of those things, pick it because no one else will because they think it's garbage. Just because it's fun to watch doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, for real. (laughs) For real. And also just understand that the whole concept of genre, these are all false constructs. Last year, Kazuo Ishiguro wrote a book called The Buried Giant, which had ogres and other magical things in it. And when people interviewed him saying, why would a serious literary person write a book like this? He's like, I don't understand what you're talking about or why anything you're saying is remotely valid. Yeah. I wrote a story like every other story I've ever written. This one had ogres in it. What is your fucking problem? (laughs) (laughs) And it was fantastic. Outlander anecdote. The year that the book Outlander came out, it got nominated for Romance Novel of the Year, and romance novelists were furious because it's not... It does not conform to what a romance novel is. But because there's lots of boning in it, it's a romance novel. Only there's actually a, there are like all kinds, and I don't read romance novels, so I can't speak to it too much, but there are all kinds of specific things associated with romance novels. First of all, romance novels don't come in series. Right. Second, they're le- it's woman meets stranger or a certain like resistance, seduction, bloody blah, 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 blah. And they're standalone. That's me hearing. So turns. Outlander was either nominated or won. I think maybe it won. And people were furious. Because, because they considered a it a sci-fi novel. book or something like a. Because they didn't care what it was. They knew it wasn't a romance. Ah. So. Eventually, it took a long time, but eventually, after writing to bookstores, Diana Gabaldon got it reclassified as not a romance novel. Because, I mean, first of all, it isn't. Mm -hmm. And second, like, the way that we categorize literature is bullshit. So Outlander is no longer, if, when the next Outlander, which I think it's Tell the Bees That I Am Gone is the title of the next Outlander book. Um, Somebody out there who's listening who knows more about it than me can verify, but I think, um, based on following her on Facebook, I think it's called Tell the Bees That I'm Gone is the next one. Bye, bees. (laughs) Tell the bees that I'm gone. Anyway, Mm -mm. it's probably about death. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, when it comes out, it will not be on the romance bestseller list, and it's because the author pushed so strongly to have the book recategorized to a category where it Fantasy, fantasy or sci-fi or I don't know historical it's fiction sort of one of the things I love about it is it doesn't actually fit anywhere right it's all those things right so fiction I mean you know what it is definitely it's, it's fiction fiction yeah it is definitely fiction and people fuck everything <laughs> <laughs> anyway Patty okay. alright anyway Patty so we all know what happens Claire has to sell Galus up the river, but she refuses to and instead says, this woman is no witch. I know it's not true. And then they start to take Claire down from the uh, box, whatever. And she starts screaming at them. You're all murderers. And you're going to hell. You're going to roast in hell. And I mean, like, Claire kind of sounds like a witch would say that. And then the judge is like, you won't use that kind of language. language. So take your take her shirt off and whip the shit out of her. And then they do. And, and Jamie somewhere heard upsetting. the sound of whipping. And woke up. And came running. And rode, what's his horse's name? What's his horse's name? Uh, whip back? What's his horse's name? Oh, uh, uh, Donus. He rode Donus, Donus? like 
400 miles in 30 seconds because Jamie can do that. Oh, if he can flick a bean in 92 seconds, he can ride a horse 400 miles. Spoiler for the next Spoiler. episode. Just saying. Anyway, Patty. So he shows up, which I have to admit. It's convenient. Is a little ridiculous, especially don't after. Care. I know. I know. But especially after it the. Donus, by the way. Don't, the, donus. Good job. Especially after the Fort Williams show up and all that. I'm just kind of like. The man has vey. really good timing. Yeah. Oi, they. More on. bad timing, he, considering the fact that he, he himself. Long. Well, and the fact that he himself had been whipped to within an inch of his life, and he happens to walk in at the exact moment that they're whipping his wife. Triggering his PTSD. And- yes. But then he has the, like, a, whatever. You know what? It's a hot shit. He has a hot moment. No, it's like, great. I swore an oath to God to protect this woman, and if you think your opinion means more than the Almighty, then I which disagree. Is, uh, which is, different. but while all this is happening, there's a great piece of silent acting happening from Lottie Verbeek. Oh, they keep cutting to her so as good. she's watching Claire getting whipped and making the decision of... You know what? I'm doing this. One of us has got to go. Gowan was right. It's going to be me. How do I do this? Well, I proclaim myself a bride of Satan. That's how I do this. And how does she do that? She She stands up and just says it. Let me tell you that I love this show. And I have gotten to write about it professionally exactly twice. Once was last year i guess technically it's this year too but last year was a bigger stand um uh, at the av club we do individual tv ballots and we can annotate our ballots so i did an annotated ballot and also we did a list of what like what were you surprised was left off our list and i was the lone outlander i was like where the fuck are all of you on outlander what the what is your problem like why are you not watching this it's one of the best acted shows on tv and my the fucking my god the fucking yeah but the other one is we did a mid-season awards last year where we proposed arbitrary awards. And the one that I got to do that I proposed was best performance by a scar in a supporting role. (laughs) (laughs) Because what she decides to do, because she's brilliant, maybe nuts, Mm -hmm. but brilliant, is to rip down the side of her dress and show everybody her smallpox vaccination scar as proof that she's a witch. Because that's the mark of the devil. And it is genius and that's straight from the book and claire sees it and then obviously realizes that when she said 1968 in the little side room earlier what she meant was she came here from 1968 oh interestingly in the book claire doesn't get 1968 until she this comes later in the season but when she meets dougal in the cave Mm. so dougal says that gala sent a message and it was one nine six eight so in the they changed book, it for this. Yeah, That's she all she sees is the smallpox scar. Well, but she this knows. Is, she just doesn't know from when. Right. Well, mm-hmm. this this was a very cool adaptive choice then for mm-hmm. them yeah. to say that so that you know. And then she sees it and immediately recognizes it for what it is because she too has <laughs> the mark of the devil on her, which wouldn't have gone well if they had to strip her down and well, pyre her. Also, she's a goddamn medical professional. Of course. Yes. So, like. Uh, Gala strips it down, shows everybody the mark of the devil. Everybody, <gasps> the clam jam fry is all like. <gasps> but also, I think she very astutely in that moment notices that that didn't rile everybody up enough. Yeah. That didn't quite distract them enough for Claire and Jamie to start running. Strong enough. I'm going to have to rip my bodice open. But before she does it, <laughs> she in 
pure, no one would do this in real life fashion, looks at Claire, whispers, Run! And then rips off her clothes. I'm the bride of Satan! I'm carrying Satan's baby! And because she's very obviously pregnant, right? You see the pregnant thing in her boobs. Great makeup. Everybody Great makeup. Flips Don't know out. if they got a moderately pregnant body double mm-hmm. or if it was just really good. Janine, what do you. What? I'm curious. Yeah, great makeup because she wasn't pregnant? No, but I mean, mm-hmm. I think really if you look at it, at least the very. The very front shot of her when she first happens, it really does just look like she's pushing, pushing her gut out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's only when she's being, being carried, carried by the crowd that it looks like they put a prosthetic on her. Right. So I think it was a combination of the two, it was probably. Really well so but no, it was excellent. When well a woman done. rips her shirt open, obviously everyone's <laughs> got to take a little peekaloo. So everyone turns around. <gasps> Clam Jam Fry freaks out, and Jamie and Claire take that moment to cheese it <laughs> and get the fuck out, which they do. They do manage to run out and turn around just in time to see. Oh, we for, we forgot a Leary moment, but I'm gonna let it go because I don't want to talk about her anymore. <laughs> oh, just real quick, I will dance on your ashes. Two things. Nope. One. No. Three things. One. The phrase is, I will dance on your grave. Two. <laughs> I think it's piss on your ass, oh, right? Well, also <laughs> dance. Either is fine. Yeah. Two. Dancing on someone's ashes, that's only going to get your feet dirty. Yeah. It sounds to me like the dead person wins. And three, <laughs> nope. <laughs> that enough. was when she was getting whipped, but whatever. So we move forward. Uh, Galus is being carried out bodily. We get to see the red shoes. We're all sad for a minute. Uh, they pull down some bullshit tapestry from the church to cover her flesh because obviously a woman's body is just too much for fucking Wapner and his buddies. Fucking Edo and fucking oh, Dread. You had to go with... <laughs> you went with Edo and Dread? I don't know. I'm just thinking Judge. <laughs> 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 so that's kind of where we're ca- calling this one, right? We're calling it here because yeah. the next episode will be much shorter, but it will be about Claire and Jamie's travels after this event. I ju- before we get into the scales, which are going to be short, because what I the can't fuck do we have to do say? It. Nothing. I can't do it. It's uh, everything's burning. We'll find we'll find a way to communicate that, Julie. But okay. I went to Lottie Verbeek's Wikipedia page, yeah, to find an answer. Was Lottie Verbeek? pregnant at the time of outlander filming probably not but let's check and i clicked on the tab on her wikipedia page that says personal life and here's what it says verbeek speaks dutch english french german and italian of course she does that is the end of the entire section (laughs) Uh, also she is a classically trained soprano Mm mm-hmm She's also in The Fault of Our Stars, which no one told me to not read in a bar. So I read it in a bar and then sobbed in public for two hours. Oh, I would have told you not to. Everybody I know who's read that book, I said, the last 50 pages, have a bottle of whiskey and be in a safe place. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, she also is not getting enough film work. What is wrong with you fucking people? She had a, she had a great run on Agent Carter. She did, and yeah. then you all canceled it. She was on the when she black. says you all, I'm one of the people she's talking about. I still haven't uh, me seen too. Agent Carter. You know she what? It just this. means that Agent Carter is out there waiting for you. Yeah, I, I and know. then you'll feel the shame of uh, the fact that you got it canceled. She's also on the blacklist, which is uh, not uh, the best show in the world. Is I mean, that the one with Spader? Yep, that's Spader. I went to college with his... I don't think she lasted past the first season. 
Uh, but the woman agent who was connected to him for a long time? I don't know. Yeah, she didn't last. What do we have to do to get Lottie Verbeeka and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I'll also accept RuPaul's Drag Race. Maybe oh both. God. Maybe both. What if Lottie Verbeeka was a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race? I, I would hope that halfway through the judging, she would stand up, rip off her corset, show her tits, and say, and yell, I'm, I'm the bride of Satan. Satan. I, gotta, I gotta say, uh, I'm looking up, because now I'm gonna do this with all uh-huh. these people we get really in- interested in, I'm gonna look at the Twitter. Uh, Lottie Verbeek is on Twitter, and her handle is also Lottie Verbeek1. People, stop stealing handles! Yeah, who are <laughs> these people? God Quit dick. Do we need a hashtag for her? Hashtag excellence. Like, I can't... Is there anything we, else? We need something more unique so that it's trackable. Hashtag red shoes. No, because there, there's that whole movie. Oh, gross. Oh, yeah. Also, the diaries. Ooh. Hashtag monkey vest. <laughs> Hashtag monkey vest. Janine for the win. <laughs> All right. Since Ned Gowan... You're going to have to go to... Not on still Twitter. do it, though. Still, still do it. send him an email. Think about what that's going to mean to this character actor who puts in the work day in and day out and still has an email contact form on his website. Hashtag Gowan for that. it. You and can do then, it. And then find Lottie Burdee... Oh, see, we, after the Empirical Growler, because we really needed a drink, we switched to Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Ale, which is a 6% ABV, and now I'm switching my syllables. Syllables. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, you find Lottie Verbeek on Twitter, Lottie Verbeek One, and tell her how good she was in this episode. And because oh, almost all of you are female, except for you, Neil, <laughs> and maybe you, Kevin. He's not he doesn't oh, listen. Kevin listens. He listens, but we do a dude lander. No, Kevin that. listens. <laughs> I don't believe it. Uh, Kevin, if you listened, please tweet. At Janine and Julie, and say yes, I listen, motherfuckers, and then do hashtag excellence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but find Lottie. What did we just decide the hashtag monkey was going to be? Monkey, monkey, vest. monkey vest. Find Lottie for Beak One on Twitter and tell her what this episode meant to you. And you are mostly women, so I know it affected you. And if you rewatch it with us, I'm guessing it affected you more. It certainly affected me more. It affected Julie more. I'm, I'm still guessing crying. it affected Jen more. <laughs> mm-hmm. It means something different right now. So find Lottie for Beak on Twitter. Hashtag monkey vest <laughs> and say thank you for doing such a good job in this very brave episode of television that people fucking ignored because people hate genre and women. Yeah. Mic drop. So scales on a scale of Ken Burns baseball to burn it all down. Where does this episode fall? Burn it, burn it all, all down. down. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Plotlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. We would like to thank our Patreon patrons, Amanda Newton, Beth Locke, Friday Payton, Jen Lander Drunklin, who just joined Twitter as Jen Lander Drunklin. <laughs> and the one, the only. The great, the unrivaled, the mother of our guest, Kathleen, Kathleen Moniz. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Yay. Uh, as well as all of our other Patreon patrons who are giving us less money, which is still appreciated, especially because most of you are probably broke. Uh, <laughs> please, if you like the show, review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and elsewhere. Find us on Facebook and give us a like. 
Follow us on Twitter for the ridiculous hashtags and also because we tweet all the shit you say. Uh, to Again, to Nicole Gladwin, who sent us the picture of a marking on a stage that says D rocks. <laughs> I just salute the hell out of you. Um, do everything that you want to because we love you and we appreciate you listening and would love to get more people in what we think is a really fun party. Uh, and if you, like listener Molly Mullen, are going to be in Chicago at any time, <gasps> please just send us a message. We will come meet you for a drink. When's she going to be here? I told you this. We're trying to figure out a way for her to be on the show. I surely don't remember. I'm drunk all the time. I know, honey. I know. Um, Please let us know you're going to be in Chicago, especially if you live here already, and we will hang out, and Jen will come with us, and so will Janine. And his beer, really, it's magnificent. Yes. It's good. He's stroking it right now. (laughs) Like you would. (laughs) So on behalf of Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Ale, Mm. the bag of garlic pretzels I'm looking at right now and about to eat. The small packs vaccine I scar I don't have because medicine is advanced. Mm-hmm. And the bottle of junk oil that I have and in the this bottle of junk bag oil. Over here. Oh, man, this next we this bid episode. you a good even and hope <laughs> what did you turn into you FDR? <laughs> are not about to be burned at the stake. Uh, and if you are, they built you a beautiful pyre. Thank you, good night! Bye.